everybody. Time for another episode of Alive, brought to you by the Asher Longevity Institute, committed to the science-based and easy-to-implement lifestyle changes you need in order to live a much longer and much healthier life. Today's show is made possible through the generous support of Peoples Unlimited, a premier longevity company in Phoenix, Arizona. Peoples Unlimited is a co-sponsor of the Coalition for Radical Life Extension's annual Rad Fest. Learn more about the festival and register for the October 2 through 4 live stream program of longevity experts at rlecoalition.com. That's rlecoalition.com. I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Longevity Institute studio in Washington, D.C. Together with the host of Alive, John Asher, CEO and co-founder of the Asher Longevity Institute. The title of the show is keep your standard biomarkers in the optimum range. This is the fifth in a series of 10 first podcasts by John. In the first podcast, he described the fundamental reasons we die and the many contributing causes. He also gave an overview of the nine steps to achieve an unlimited life. In this podcast, John will describe the details of step four, keeping your standard biomarkers in the optimum range by doing periodic testing and taking action when necessary to return them to the optimum range. Okay, John, it's time for biomarkers. Thank you for the introduction, Dave, as always. One of the reasons we want to be testing our biomarkers is that in many cases, when things start to go wrong in our body or mind, we actually don't know it. So it's always good to be able to see when things are starting to go wrong and then take action to get them back in the right range. So an example would be daily, we could all easily measure our weight with a simple scale, or if you want to get more exciting about it, and I'll talk about it in a minute, use a body mass scale to get a lot more information. We could take our blood pressure uh, every day to make sure we're in the right range. And we could measure our heart rate throughout the day, actually, with a simple wearable, like a, a Fitbit. So let's talk about a blood test and why they're so important. And typically, most people will get a blood test annually. That's what most doctors recommend. That also includes the male and female hormone levels. I actually get mine measured quarterly, just because, frankly, at my age, I, I want to know what's going on and fix it as soon as I can. So when you take a standard blood test, you're measuring what's going on in your blood, of course. And there are some markers that are extremely important. One would be glucose, the amount of sugar floating around in our bloodstream. And you can either be diabetic, in other words, it's really high, pre-diabetic, high but not too high, or in the normal range. And the normal range is usually less than 85 milligrams per deciliter. So that's what we really want. I'm actually about 80, so I'm in pretty good shape there. We also want our A1C, which is a measure of our glucose averaged over a month to be less than 5%. And I'm 4.6%, so I'm in pretty good shape there too. We want our iron level, especially for men, to be in a certain range, not too high and not too low. We want to measure our cholesterol. We want the good cholesterol, the HDL, to be higher than 70. Mine's 110. 
<laughs> we want the, the bad cholesterol, the low level cholesterol to be less than 50. And mine's actually seven. We want our triglycerides, a type of cholesterol that rotates around in our blood to be less than 50. We want the particle count of the cholesterol in our bloodstream to be low, less than 50, not high. We want LP little a, another cholesterol measurement, to be less than 30. And LP little a is important because we can get our cholesterol lower by just taking a statin. About 75% of our cholesterol, 25% of it, the LP little a, is not affected by the statin. So we want to take a different supplement to make that sure that gets lower. Vitamin D, we want greater than 50 rotating around in our bloodstream, milligrams per milliliter. We want our thyroid to be balanced, and we want our C-reactive protein to be less than one. And if you've listened to some of the previous podcasts, you know how important the measurement of chronic inflammation in our bloodstream is, and that's a direct measurement of it, so we want it to be really low, less than 0.1. Mine, I think, is 0.2. So that's why I want to see the, these essentially every quarter. All of these are extremely important, and we want to make sure we're in the right range. Now, one thing about blood tests that's fairly interesting is this. When you get it from OQuest or LabCorp or any of the big labs, there will be what's called a normal range. And actually, the word normal is a misnomer. That range on your blood test for each one of the measurements is actually just the range of most Americans. And if you really talk to the endocrinologist, they will tell you, well, that's no good at all. That doesn't help us much at all because the average American is pre-diabetic. And so that would be in the, in the normal range, which is not what we want. And therefore, we want to know exactly in the high or the low range or higher than the, than the normal range or lower. And that's what most endocrinologists can tell us, exactly where we should be with all those uh, blood markers. I mentioned a body mass scale. It's based on your body impedance, so it gives you a lot more measurement than just your weight. It gives your body mass index, which we all know is important. Uh, mine's 21. It gives your percent of body fat, we know is important. Mine's 12. It gives you a percent of fat around the organs called the visceral fat, which you want to be as low as possible, mine's 4%. It gives you your bone mass, your muscle mass. So I weigh 155 and 133 of that is muscle, which you can tell from this scale. Also gives you other measurements like your skeletal muscle, protein, metabolic rate. And for each one of these, when you buy a body mass scale and you have an app that goes with it, the app will come up and for each one of those measurements, show you what's too low, what's normal, what's too high, and what's really high. You just take my weight for at 155 and you look at the app, then I'm normal. My BMI say was less than 18.5, I would be underweight. If my BMI was over 25, I would be overweight. And if it was over 30, I would be obese. So for every one of those measurements with a body mass scale, you can see exactly where you are with regard to too low, normal, too high, and really too high. And the one nice thing about a body mass scale is it's only about $30 on Amazon. So it doesn't take a lot of money to get, it's almost the same price as a normal, a normal scale. So, so that's daily. 
take your weight every day, take your blood pressure, take your heart rate with a Fitbit or other device. And usually if you're taking a, your blood pressure, it'll give you your heart rate as well. But a Fitbit, you can see your heart rate every time you want to look at it. So quarterly, do the comprehensive blood analysis, then semi-annually, do, again, the blood tests. And then annually, for all of us, there's three or four tests that are usually a part of an annual physical. One is an ultrasound of the organs in your body. And the reason we want that is if we get cancer of any of the organs, kidney, liver, gallbladder, stomach, etc., then the usual first indication is spitting up blood or blood in our urine. And by then it is typically too late. So most doctors will recommend an ultrasound of our organs, either semi-annually if you're older like me, or if you're in the normal range, adulthood, then annually. And then on the ultrasound, if there's a, something found, then followed up with, with an MRI, which is a lot higher resolution. Then also annually, a microbiome analysis. So we learned in step three, eating a diet to have a healthy microbiome, you can easily see what's going on in your microbiome with a stool analysis. And the first time I got one three years ago, I was actually shocked how much bad bacteria was in my microbiome and how many viruses were in there. And so using an endocrinologist, I went on a roll with three or four supplements to get rid of the bad bacteria. And then I did it again six months later. I got rid of everything except the virus that causes pneumonia, and which is not good to have in your microbiome. And in fact, I've had viral pneumonia and also bacterial pneumonia within the last five years. Then I took another couple of supplements for another six months. And then after that was over, my whole microbiome was clear of any bad bacteria and any viruses and principally full of good bacteria. Another annual test would be what's called a micronutrient blood test. And so when we, let's just take vitamin D. When you measure vitamin D in your bloodstream, that's just a blood test. A micronutrient blood test will look at it, the amount of vitamin D that actually gets into the cells. And so the first time I had one of those tests, my vitamin D was 80 in my bloodstream, but actually below average with a micronutrient analysis within my cells. And looking into it, I realized that I wasn't taking vitamin D with, with fat. And so I started then just shifting to taking vitamin D with a scoop of avocado every day. And then I got my vitamin D up where it should within my cell. And then once you reach about age 50, there are other tests that should be taken by adults. One is called a whole body MRI. So that's every two years. Another is bone density testing every other year. And then another is a CT scan with contrast of your whole artery system in your chest. And so a CT scan, it's not just a CT scan, it's a CT with contrast so you can really see what's going on. And so the first time I had one of those, oh, five years ago, I did it with our chief medical officer out in Denver. And after I'd taken the test, within about an hour, Dr. Abramson, one of the world-renowned analyzers of CTAs, 
showed me on a great big TV screen on the wall, huge, my heart, all six arteries, and you could actually see how much soft plaque was running around in the arteries. And three of my arteries were blocked about 50%. And you could see a lot of soft plaque. So based on that, Dr. Boone put me on a, a statin instead of 20, put me on 40 milligrams of a statin. And then I came back a year later and got another one. And one of the arteries had gone from 50% to 20%. Another one had gone from 50% to 30%. One still was at 50%. And there was a lot less a soft plaque running around in my artery system around the heart. And so then Dr. Boone put me on Rapatha, a stronger cholesterol drug, and then went back a year later and it was all clear. No blockage in any of the six arteries and you couldn't see any soft plaque. So again, these are the reasons for these assessments and tests every now and then. I had no idea my three of my arteries were 50% blocked. I had no idea there was too much soft plaque running around in my arteries. But with these assessments, you can see exactly what's going on. Then every five years after age 50, a colonoscopy, and also a what's called a neurolegion quant assessment, which is an MRI of the brain plus a wavy brain scan. And so what this essentially is, is you have an MRI of your brain. You can see if there's any Alzheimer's buildup. When you take the wavy brain scan, you can test the speed of your brain, the power of your brain. And so the first time I did this, probably average at all the speed and power of my brain. But then after taking the repair, which had a huge benefit on amount of cholesterol in my body and of course in my brain as well, then everything improved on my brain scan. So my brain speed was, speed was faster and my brain power was, was, uh, was stronger. And then finally, one test to take pretty much once in your life would be a total uh, analysis of our total genome to see what assessments, what the diseases we are potentially at risk for and as appropriate what to do about them. So that's just a broad overview of why testing is so important and what the right periodicity of these tests are when we're under age 50. And then after we reach age 50, what we should include in our whole portfolio of testing. Well, that's terrific information, John. And it's uh, very interesting. A lot of us have had these biomarker feedback tests and we don't really know what they mean. You've, you've given a great description of Know, what to look for and what to consider. And once again, uh, our own health can be in our own hands. Uh, we can do something about it. For the listeners, if they would like a checklist of simple actions to take based on this podcast, they'd go to our website, asherlongevity.com. That's asherlongevity.com. The next podcast in this series is going to cover step five, take appropriate supplements to ward off disease. And I'd like to remind everybody at this point that the Asher Longevity Institute developed a nine-step program to guide you to a much longer and much healthier life. Our mission is to make the system easy to understand, simple to execute, and sustainable for the rest of your life. Go to asherlongevity.com today and sign up for the information and access you need to live the longevity lifestyle. That's asherlongevity.com to help you feel better now and achieve the longevity you desire. 
So thank you, everybody. That's all the time we have for today. From now until our next podcast, John Asher reminds you that looking after your health today gives you better hope for tomorrow. And that's going to wrap it up for another edition of Alive, right here on the Funnel Radio Network for listeners like you. Mm-hmm.